Marriott, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Very welcome to be here, Tim. Very welcome to be here, Dan. Hey, I hear you have a joke for us. Uh, I have a joke. Okay, so what is... This one might... Might need to use your noodle for this one. This is a bit of thinking. Okay. <laughs> I love, I love okay. thinking. What is sine Q over cos Q? <laughs> oh, no. Is that uh, 10 Q? You're welcome, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's great. <laughs> math joke for accountants. I love math jokes. I love it. Always uh, on theme. <laughs> all right, here we go. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, drunk accountant, 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 drunk accountant. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Uh, today is another edition of our Brewing a Business. Yeah, we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, I referred to him as Marriott before because I've known him for a very long time uh, since high school. And so that's my sort of nickname basis with him. But it's Ben Marriott. Mm -hmm. He is a YouTuber, motion designer and uh, all around polite person as well. Yeah, have to say. don't forget dinosaur enthusiast. Dinosaur enthusiast Dino is key. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he's a good friend of ours. We've been talking for years about getting him onto the podcast and um, we're actually fascinated to talk to Van about his journey building what looks like an amazing YouTube following. So um, yeah, really keen to get to the bottom of his journey actually in a brewing business, brewing the business episode. Welcome Ben Marriott. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. I don't have to correct you, Tim. We knew each other from primary school. I'm not You're sure right. if you just forgotten those 11 years. Of, well, Look, six you know, years. Uh, yeah, since I was four years old. I oh, my <laughs> God. Tim's yeah, we, doing nothing but insulting people on the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> he did it earlier too, Marriott. Yeah, we, we had, yeah, anyway, that's, that's, that's nonsense. But look, you're right. I can't forget my roots. We used to walk home on the, uh, the, same, the same path, basically. That's what I did with your brother, my, my nan. <laughs> <laughs> and your nan always like thought that me and Chris were like fighting a lot. Actually, I remember that. Yeah, Chris you and were. <laughs> Classic brothers, you know. <laughs> yeah, classic brother business. Uh, yeah, so we go, we go way back. I actually live around the, uh, the corner from that school now, which uh, I haven't made it very far. You're, you're out in Sydney. Yeah. You, you, you escaped the nest. <laughs> A little bit further. Yeah. <laughs> Not too far. I mean, my memories of you as school, Marriott, were um, that you were always very creative, like so creative, very alternative uh, humor. Very alternative humor style, with, which <laughs> which resulted in some uh, hilarious birthday presents over the years. I remember my sixteenth. Oh, oh yes, you, <laughs> you gave me like a an elephant, uh, some sort of like I don't know ornamental elephant, like a tiny elephant that's now a doorstop in my house. <laughs> so it goes very well in my current home. Gotta keep, um, gotta keep those doors open. I was a big no. fan of squash. You gave me some uh, squash seeds as well. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's oh, a, I'm forgetting all these. That was <laughs> that's, some, that's some great thinking, that is. That's just like <laughs> yep. out of the box. That that's, is. Just, that's, just, that's just Ben. Yeah. And then uh, the first time I ever got drunk, there was also bed, uh, there was chairs in my bed. And uh, that was actually stashed there. But. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny, so, small miniature chairs. Small miniature chairs. Um, no one believed me there was chairs in my bed. But, uh, <laughs> yes. 
yeah so we've, we've got a long history together and um yeah it's cool cool to do this and and hear about i mean i haven't really i've lost track of uh how you've grown this just amazing youtube business so uh really keen to hear about your journey over the last few years yeah absolutely yeah. So I suppose a good place for us to start is the same place we like to start with everyone. And it's, it's why did you decide to start this business? Because people have many different reasons about why, but there's often common threads between almost every business owner. Um, so it'd be great to hear from you. Why, why did you start this business? Yeah, well, I, so now the business that I um that I, that I run that we very recently incorporated oh, um, right. like yeah. as of August 14th, oh. <laughs> I'm now a business, um, <laughs> but yeah, before I started the business, um, I was, you know, a, a freelancer. So yeah. I, you know, freelanced and, you know, slowly this became my main thing. I was freelancing as a motion designer, which is, um, motion design is pretty much, uh, animation that's design driven. So it's, yeah sort of the intersection of graphic design, animation, and illustration as well. So if you ever see, you know, graphics on screens in an ad or in a movie, you know, someone had to design that and animate it. And, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. So that's a question I get often is, yeah. what, what is motion design? That's my, <laughs> yeah. that's my Uber response when someone yeah. says, what are you? I'm an animator. So, like Pixar? And you're like, mm, not quite. Pixar. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, so I started um, the business, like, that's mainly YouTube focused. That's what, you know, I do now. I think mainly, yeah. I've I've come to the realization that I am a YouTuber, and that's what when, people, <laughs> when the person at the bank says, oh, "What do you do?" I, I have to say, you know, "Ah, oh, YouTuber." I guess that's <laughs> the most accurate thing, even though it comes with a lot of baggage of you know just yeah, yeah. some a pointless someone pointless screaming on the internet <laughs> of video games. Yeah, you're that um, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. So I initially started that, I suppose, just as a way to get more. I suppose creative, uh, creative freedom and, you know, financial freedom in, in my life. So cool. I started the YouTube channel in March of last year. So um, wow. it's been almost two years now. Jeez. And I'd freelanced for one year before that as a motion designer, I'd freelanced a long time ago, um, just out of uni as an illustrator and then, you know, worked in various um, studios in full-time positions, uh, learning animation. But I did one year um, of freelance coming out of that where I felt, you know, I developed um, the sort of enough knowledge about the industry that I could, you know, manage freelancing on my own. And the first year went really well. So I had, you know, enough, you know, enough income to get by. I wasn't, you know, homeless on the, on the street, which is you know, the main fear as a freelancer. It's not knowing yeah. if there'll be other jobs coming through, like everyone can yeah. be your last. Yeah. So the first year went well and I figured, um, the only way to scale, you know, my business from here is going, you know, it's a few sort of set directions that normally a freelancer and mm. the motion design industry goes into, or you know, even a freelancer as a designer or anyone else sure. is that when you get enough clients, you, um, enough clients for you to take on, you start hiring other freelancers and then you sort of become a studio and then you have staff. And I didn't really want that. I wanted to avoid that responsibility of having staff and a payroll For sure. and a lot of stuff. Normally as people advance in creative industries, they do less of the creative stuff. There's yeah. people move from being designers to art directors and then, you know, managers and that sort of stuff where you're yep. more managing people than actually making stuff. Yeah. And I don't really want to let go of the actual, the making of the stuff. Cool. Um, that's kind of ch changed a little bit as the, 
you know, over the past two years as, um, you know, it wasn't exactly what I expected and what I enjoy is kind of changed. Yeah. But initially the point was, well, how do I scale my business um, beyond this? Cause there's only so many freelance days that I can book out of year. That's right. I could, mm. I could book myself every day of the year yeah. um, and, you know, work longer hours, yeah. but those, you know, aren't, you know, ways to do that. No, that's no. not very sustainable. Mm. And also there's only so much that you can increase your day rate before yeah. you know, you're, you're priced out of the market. True, true. So I figured the best way to scale um, the business and really to also to have, you know, more fun and do more interesting things and mm. also, mm. Um, you know, create more things for more people to see was to sort of grow an audience online that way um, and figure out a way to, you know, monetize that. So when I, make something I can, you know, essentially having the audience is the thing that's going to scale. So yeah. hypothetically it's like, uh, well, one, one way that I get, you know, income at the moment is through a video sponsorship. So if someone sponsors a video and you know, I get around 10,000 views, um, you know, and they pay, you know, $10,000. These are, these are imaginary numbers. Yes. 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 <laughs> Just yeah, throwing yeah. Those out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I put in the same amount of work for that, but then next year when I'm getting hypothetically more views, double the views or in five years, yeah. five times the views, you know, the price goes up for that, but the amount of work I have to put in is, you know, around, around the same amount, like that can scale much faster. Brilliant. Yeah, right. It's, I'm doing. it's brilliant. So that was kind of, that was my ideal goal at, at the start was yeah. think, thinking this might be a way to scale things without, you know, just becoming a company and, you know, just becoming a studio and hiring lots mm. of people and doing more work. It's so amazing. That was my idea. And I'd seen, you know, YouTube is, you know, YouTube's been around for a long time and there's mm. lots of people making lots of money on it. Yeah. I, and I figured there was just a gap in my industry, I suppose. Nice. And I thought like I could try and <laughs> I could try to fill this gap and see if there's <laughs> a need for that there. And yeah, it was a way more like successful than I thought. So now this is my, my full-time thing. That's so good. Uh I, I, a few things sort of really hit home for me there as well with your <clears throat> talking about how you got to where you are right now. I mean, um, I think you're very right about um, wanting to still be part of the creative process um, where people who are good at something think they can start a business and that that will fulfill them because that's a business that they do. But they very quickly realize that they've got to do like nine other things which they hate, like managing people and managing the finances and even just advertising. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, battery's running low there, Dan. Yeah, that's what we do at live. Pause. pause. <laughs> uh, I knew that would happen. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that would happen. It happens overnight. And so I'll just stick it back up. It won't happen during the podcast. What are the chances of that? <laughs> The only time when I'm recording during that. Yeah, yeah. After we've been a recording a podcast, you know, all day, yeah. potentially. Big, using that. big dinosaur poster, this one. <laughs> Did you do that? Is that your artwork? No, no. These are from like the Victorian era. I love real like old, right. like classical depictions of dinosaurs because they're also wrong and messed up. You know, yeah. they don't know the anatomy properly. <laughs> so they're basting it off three bones. Like it must be this dragon monster. So you find and they all look goofy and derpy. You so find it ironic. Really like, Right. Yeah, I like yeah. that era of, uh, of you know, dino, dino, dino. <laughs> no science, just all imagination. <laughs> exactly. All right, so where was and I? And we're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> where was <laughs> I going before? All right, I, I remember where I was going. Um, okay. And go. <laughs> so what were you saying? 
Well, I think Marriott really hit the nail on the head there. Where how cool cool is it that before he even went into business, he realized that he wanted to be involved with creative process. Yeah. That was what he enjoyed. He didn't necessarily think he'd enjoy running a business um, in the in the traditional sense. Um, so, uh, and and knowing Marriott, um, I'm going to keep calling you that too because that's how I know you. <laughs> it sounds more formal. This is how you address me in an essay. Mr. Marriott. <laughs> uh, I think it was like Harry Potter where they all call each other like, hey, Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Malfoy. Having known you since we were four years old, mm-hmm. um, you have always just all day... Every, every time I look at you, just been doodling in a, in a notebook, drawing something. Um, and, and specifically when you were talking about the motion design, like I can remember you making flip books and um, using um, paint to create like motion uh, action videos and things like that. So I think, um, I think it's really cool that you knew why you were in it mm. and, and you found something that was actually even better than if you just followed the traditional route of trying to create your own business. Yeah, I think that's something that we advocate a fair bit with our clients and even ourselves is, is figuring out why you're doing something because that then informs how you do it. And, and that's exactly kind of what happened here. The, your why was because you were passionate about the creative process and, and doing these things or therefore the how you do it means you still want to be involved in that. So how do you scale that to lots of people rather than, okay, I love doing this, but I need to start a business and everyone else is going to do the work while I manage them. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it really informs the how. Yeah, I think the only difference between you and a lot of people who are getting into business is like, you've, you've known that from day dot. <laughs> With your, after your freelancing, you've gone yeah. straight into something, <laughs> which like you said, was scalable and really fulfills you. So um, I guess, it, how has it changed over time? Is it, is it becoming more of a job now or, or is it still really giving you that fulfillment as to the purpose, your core, the, core purpose? Yeah, well, there's definitely a lot of things that have changed. And another thing that I, I, I should say is what one of the other main reasons I wanted to, you know, take my business in this way is identify the things that I really didn't like about the um, traditional, you know, motion design animation process, which was, uh, right. well, which are the things that no one likes, which is right. uh, dealing with clients and having <laughs> feedback and revisions and educating new clients about what the process is sure. and, you know, negotiating on a fee and stuff like that. Yep. Those are the things that, you know, most people get into the industry because they just want to, they want to draw, they want to animate, they want to yeah, make stuff. Yeah, yeah. And this was a way to, well, you know, cut out more of that than I thought. Yeah. Now, initially when I started this, I thought, oh, I'll just animate, the YouTube channel will be me, I'll animate something and then I'll show people how to do it on the internet. And that would be a way to, you know, get more attention on it. Nice. Because one thing that I realized was like when I'd post things on Instagram, um, the behind the scenes of any project would get may- way more views and engagement than just the project on its own. Yeah, nice. And so I figured, well, people are way more interested in how something is made, yeah. let alone yeah. what it's made, um, like what it is. So that was something that I um, wanted to follow. Yeah. But also I have found, I did find that in in this process over the last two years, it has become more of a business. I have found myself still being more of a, manager and you know less time creating not so much maybe a manager more Mm. well maybe managing myself but (laughs) you know i I didn't have maybe as much time creating as i did before but i think i've started to enjoy the business side of stuff a lot more now cool like i enjoyed the when i was like a freelance illustrator i used to sell you know prints and stuff like that and you know 
I was I enjoyed that sort of little bit of a hustle where you, you create something and yeah. say, I printed this and then you can sell it. Yeah. Now, all of those didn't were not very financially uh, <laughs> uh, sustainable um, at the time. Like that was, you know, that like the return on investment was like yeah. $2 for like four hours spent you know, <laughs> printing something and packaging it. And then, wow, I can sell this for $20 and I spent four hours and <laughs> making it. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, I think I've just started to enjoy more of the business side as I've, um, as this has kind of grown and I can see, yeah. I know I've managed to luck myself in, into finding a way where I can, you know, market what I do and, you know, it gets a, it is, you know, becomes a profitable and something that I can rely on and, yeah. mm. and that I can stop taking on freelance work and deal, uh, deal with clients and, mm. and that sort Amazing. of stuff as well. Although some clients are lovely, you know, if you're yeah. listening out there, I'm talking about you, you're the lovely one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I, I was watching Mad Men recently and uh, Roger, he's always the one with the one-liners and he was like, ah, my dad always told me, this is the greatest job in the world if it weren't for the clients. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, so I've, I'm, yeah. So I've decided no more clients, just making stuff, just making stuff for me. So, so good. So, so let's go back then to um, you've been working that freelance for a year after you finished working some, some jobs in studios and things and you decided to create this channel. Your mm -hmm. very first video, mm. how did yes. it go? What did you do? What was the feeling like getting that out there? What did you expect? Well, the first video, the first video I had done was, it was called animate, animating grain in After Effects. And that was something that I'd gotten the most requests for. People in the comments, of my posts would say, how did you animate this grain? Right. And that was something that I'd spent a lot of time sort of researching and finding out how to do really good animated grain. It's like a type of shading which it has all this noise in there. So it looks mm. kind of uh, oh. textured, yep. not like a smooth gradient. Yep. Cause I see a lot of this work online and I, there was no real resources of how people do it. Yeah. So I kind of put my you know head to the, to the pixels and try wow. to look closely at what techniques they were doing. So I, <laughs> I made my own sort of system, which is you know, different from others. Mm. And um, I just yeah, shared that. And um, that went really well. I was kind of nervous before it uh, oh. came out, but I, cause I didn't know what to expect the response to be. Like I had a pretty good, you know, feeling that, I'm not going to get too much hate. Like people aren't going to go on, <laughs> on tutorials. Yeah. It's a pretty safe area of YouTube because people are only watching stuff because they yeah. came to yeah. find out what it is. And True. if they don't like it, they click away. Yeah. There's not much, you know. I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. So it's just be like, <laughs> fuck you in your grain, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Telling me how to do stuff for free. Some people do find a way though. That's, that's <laughs> great. You, get some, you do get some splashback. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, I, it went yeah, really well. I remember... I was so excited at how it had gone. I released the next week's video like a day early just to get it done. <laughs> where, where, you, where you like, so you hit publish, it's out there. And where you're like, mm -hmm. all right, refresh. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Refresh. Yeah, that's, that's Refresh. still oh, look, I got process. another five listeners. Yeah, that's yeah. still my process. Yeah. Like today, yeah, the, for whenever I do a video now, the first half an hour is, you know, refreshing, commenting, replying to all the comments of nice. everyone, nice. Oh, everyone in the early squad. Uh, to make sure that they're, you know, yeah, <laughs> nice. you know the, 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 the early birds get the one. Yeah, nice. Okay. Ooh, little secret insight there. Yeah. If you're, yeah. If you're there while the video gets published, make a comment because cool. Marriott will respond. So, so did it fairly quickly blow up from there or did you find you had to like quite consistently release things and it was like a very slow burn for awareness to build around what you were doing? 
It's definitely like a, a slow burn in a sense. Like I think one of the main reasons why the channel's been successful is that I've been consistent. Like mm. every week there's an upload on a, on a Thursday. Some some weeks there's there's two, but every week people can count on that. And I think one of the main things is that there is this there's a big discrepancy between how successful certain videos are. So one video might do really, really well, and that brings a lot of attention to the channel. Um, whereas, you know, other videos don't. Not many people engage with that for whatever reason. It's not the content people like. It's not, you know, in a format the algorithm likes. And there's, there's lots of factors in there. But I think the more you put out, the more chances you have at, you yeah. know, winning. It's like... Um, the best strategy to win the lottery is to buy as many lottery tickets as you can. Like, there's no <laughs> yeah. other way to, you know, beat it. like that sort of True. consistency is, um, is a, you know, the, the, the quantity of the content you produce is, um, mm. objective, whereas the quality that is subjective. So yeah. you, know, you have your own ideas of that. The people have an idea of that True. The audience. But, that's a, um, that's a really good point. I, I like that a lot because that's something that, you know, obviously, um, we do as a podcast is we always mm. felt that the value in our stuff was the amount of stuff we had. Mm. You know, some people will like our style. Some people will hate it. Mm. Some people won't even w listen to the two drunk accountants. But, but the fact that we've got so many episodes, I felt has only just now started to pay the dividends mm. from that. Yeah. Um, so it's the same kind of thing. I, I imagine it's, yeah, just being that consistent and having so much content. I mean, it's, all that stuff that was there, people can find you and then go find 10 other videos of things mm. that they're trying to do that you can help them with. Exactly. It definitely snowballs. Like at the beginning, yeah. like you're going to be less likely to subscribe to someone who's just released one video yeah, because sure. you don't know how regular they are. But if yeah. you go to someone's channel and they think, oh, he's got a hundred, I think I've got 112 videos out now. Yeah, wow. And um, they can see, oh, they're coming out on a weekly basis and they've got lots of subscribers. There's, you know, some social proof there that, yeah. you know, oh, this is something other people are into. Mm. I'll di dive in, into it as well. I'll subscribe or, you know, watch the other videos. And I feel as though, you know, each each video is a little opportunity to, you know, is a little um, scout out there trying to convince people, come, come into the camp. Come, <laughs> um, come on, come over here. <laughs> yeah, so, so the more of those you, you get out, the, the more it helps. But it definitely, there was moments where, there's big spikes where a video goes really, yeah. really well, like beyond any expectations. And, you know, that brings a lot of people in. And then sort of after that, like that spike dies down and then, mm. then, you, know, then you get sad, but then you realize <laughs> where the, the down points now are higher where, when they were before. So that's sort of the, the yes. bottom line of, you know, the average views, whatever keeps going up sure. steadily. Yes. Like there hasn't been, you know, a, you know, there's been those moments where a video goes well and you get lots of views and subscribers at, at one point, but that, it doesn't really change. It's very mm. slow and gradual, really. Mm. That there's no sort of event where you know, that's and that changed my life forever. This <laughs> yeah. was forever changed. Maybe in other niches, but you know, animation tutorials. It doesn't. You know, <laughs> you know I did like breakthrough, and I'm the A-lister and being cast in all these, <laughs> these oh. movies or anything like that. Honestly, from from my perspective, from the outside looking in, um, to see. I mean, I don't know. I was like. I've got this friend, you know, Ben Marriott, he's, a, he's, a, he's this YouTube sensation. He's got 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. We just checked before, you've got 369,000 <laughs> subscribers yes. on YouTube now. And it's like, to me, that's astronomical. To me, that's, um, that's, pretty, that's pretty big growth. So, um, so yeah, I, I feel like uh, you're being very modest there. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think the reason, I don't know, you, you tell me, but... Do you think the reason um, 
you you have had such good um, bounce back from from watchers and viewers and people coming along wanting to get into it is because a you are so prolific so do, releasing something every week is not difficult for you because you're always active with your art as as far as I remember back at school um, but also b because um, you're not in it to really make money you are you're just in it to to spread your knowledge do you do you think that's part of your rapid rise yeah i definitely think that's a part of it and yeah if I, I was being modest before but i think you know i do yeah that is a lot of people and i have to remind myself every day like oh that's that's a lot of people you know, <laughs> it doesn't affect you too much on the, the day to day because yeah. you know it goes up a little bit every day yeah, yeah. and then you look back you know like you know like running a marathon you know yeah. or something like that you, yes. you just, you, these steps like and each each step you know is a uh, feels like it's painful and feels hard yeah, yeah. Like, um, but you look back and think oh i've done wow i've accomplished something and this has gone further than you notice in the the day-to-day -day period i guess like uh, do you think you could have got to this point if you didn't have such a strong um purpose and enjoyment of what you're doing no i i don't think so i think yeah i think it, yeah if someone's not you know in in it for you know wanting to have fun and share knowledge you can yeah. kind of Figure, uh, you can kind of see that and people, yeah. you know, people might still watch it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I do think certainly being prolific and having lots of stuff out there attracts, you know, yeah, um, yeah more people. For sure. So, so for sure. let's let's dive into the weeds a little bit on how you built your, your audience. Mm -hmm. Was it was it through um, just having, like answering the questions that people were searching for or was it you had a really good social media presence or a cute dog um, named kimchi yeah <laughs> i did have a cute dog named kimchi yeah it's a little chihuahua yeah um he, he's out of the room now is he <laughs> uh, i was gonna say is he next to you uh, right now <laughs> no, he's trapped i gotta <laughs> keep his house, house down um if he breaks in later i'll um, i'll hold him up <laughs> he's just like uh, tiny little paws scratching on the door <laughs> yeah um but really, I did have I did have a social media presence beforehand. I had, yeah. um, I believe, six thousand followers on Instagram when I started when the first video came out, which is, you know, like certainly not an insignificant amount. No, That's yeah, enough no, people that yeah, you know, right. have signed up to, you know, see what you do, and you know, you can show them there. So it's not like I'd started the, the YouTube channel from scratch, from from zero people who know me anywhere online. Because that's, yeah. you know, it's intimidating to start when you're a new thing, when you know there's not going to be that many that many views and it's that getting traction and starting that snowball from rolling yeah. is really tough. So I had a little bit of a, you know, a ledge to jump off from um, Instagram. And at the very beginning, that's where almost all of my, my views came from, was people that... Um, came from Instagram mm. or people on the, the After Effects subreddit as well. That was another place at the beginning where I got consistent um, consistent yeah. views, from, views from there. Is that because right. you, were, you were posting on there all the time or because you were... Yeah, just because I, I posted yeah. there when I released a tutorial saying I made yeah. this tutorial. So people, you know, it's a very, you know, I think one of the benefits of, you know, the content that I produce is it's very low effort for a person to dive in and watch it. Like it's a very... Yes. Um, low risk, high reward for anyone. For sure. Like I'll click on any tutorial um, that I say, like maybe this will be interesting. Yeah. And, you, know, you can figure it out pretty quick, yeah. whether they're teaching something that's interesting to you or whether it's not. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, and there wasn't 
like there is a lot of um, great resources in the motion design industry, but yeah. I, I felt, you know, I, I did my best to make sure mine, you know, yeah. s- like stood out and was not a waste of people's time. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Try to try to convince them, try to cheat them into watching my stuff. Like, good. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the- I'm picturing you, I'm picturing you like at the start of YouTube bi- videos, just being like, Hey, do you want to see a picture? <laughs> come, come check out a picture I drew. Uh, do you think, do you think like that, um, uh, the amount of uh, little bat butts that you get into your videos <laughs> had any impact on uh, on the rapid rise of uh, subscribers on YouTube? Look, I know that's a bit of a joke, but I do think it, it does. I think I was very particular when I made my YouTube intro uh, because I don't think you really need a YouTube intro to be successful. But I yeah. thought this is a good way to show within the first 10 seconds that essentially prove I know what I'm talking about as an animator. I've made some good animations. Here's my personality in seven seconds. Like it's this, Love if it. you haven't seen it, well, if you're watching on YouTube, of course, like and subscribe. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Always always be selling. Um, but it's essentially a, my logo, which is a bat comes on screen. It spins around, you see its butt, and then you go through the bat's butt into this, <laughs> these three worlds of like a desert world. And there's all these characters. And it, this is all in five seconds. I love it. And yeah. I was, I thought, if I put a, a bat's butt and going into a bat's anus in, <laughs> in the beginning, people are going to think, oh, this isn't just a dry tech tutorial yeah. of someone saying, right click here and do this to achieve your thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, like this, and I get a lot of comments about it. And, yeah. you know, I think having something that people can talk about and comment on is, you know, a good, a good strategy to, you know, something memorable. Like that's why Absolutely. TV shows have catchphrases and, yeah. you know, that's why rappers shout things in between every other word and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. You need, you need your, your <laughs> yeah, your ad libs, you have got to have it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love that bat butt. I mean, like, yeah, it's it's funny because, um, <clears throat> yeah, it just uh, popped into my head while we were talking before I wrote it down. I had to bring that up somewhere in this conversation. <laughs> so, that's how much of an imprint it's made it just on me. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, you were mentioning, um, so things have, obviously, you released that first one. You're so excited to release the next one a day early and then you just kept being consistent, kept releasing. It started to snowball from that point. At a certain point, obviously you get to a place where you think and you realize, hey, I think I can make this my my main source of income. I, I don't need freelancing. I don't need any of this. What was that step like? Was it scary to then go, I'm not accepting any more work from anything else? Or was it pretty early on that you decided to do that? Or was it just, yeah, what, what was that like? It was uh, quite scary. I'm a very risk adverse person mm. when it comes to, you know, anything, you know, financial or things like that when, mm. Uh, yeah, that's scary. Even going back into the freelance world, I think because I prepared a lot mm. um, for when I went freelance from jumping out of a, um, a, a you know, a, a salaried position. Mm, like yeah. I, I knew the day I would, I would leave the job three months ahead of time. And I had three months um, time to build up my portfolio and, you know, organize everything around that to research, to make sure I had all my ducks in a row for that. Mm. And I, you know, one thing they recommend is saving up a, a buffer, um, so you can be secure if there's no work coming in, mm. you yeah, know, so, you know, you're not panicking and in a, um, you know, in a scarcity mindset when you're looking for work and taking yeah. any jobs, which mm. is a fulfilling cycle where you're producing bad work for cheap and that doesn't attract, you know, the high paying work that you want. So I saved up like a buffer, I think six to nine months of like, um, you know, of living costs so that I knew nice. if work didn't come in, I don't need, I don't even need to open my emails for, you know, six yeah. months or so. Well, uh, I yeah. always open emails. That's where the jobs come from. I, mean, <laughs> I can work on other projects yeah. for a while before I need to start yeah. panicking. And, unless it's and, an email from Till. 
<laughs> yeah. Of course, yes. Yeah. Um, Till, a mutual friend of both of ours that you'll remember from a previous podcast, uh, contacted Tim about uh, his course, um, you know, promoting uh, platform or strategies. He also emailed me. I got the same email and was yeah, about to contact that. him that day before um, I heard Tim. That is unbelievable. Tim podcast. Wow. Yes. Well, look, I mean, I'm just glad to have uh, brought that to your attention, Ben, and so that uh, Till didn't get to uh, also waste your time. I mean, he's probably much more useful for you and your scale, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's no, been that I'm bridge. Very, very grateful you saved me at least one hour this Friday, <laughs> Friday night, not talking to someone uh, on his sales team. <laughs> <laughs> telling them what I do after them chasing me for yeah. multiple emails. Yeah. <laughs> We're dying to work with you. Come and have a meeting. That's yeah. right. That's right. I love that. I love mm. that. Yeah. That's just so ironic that that's happened recently. So, uh, mm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if you're out there, if you get an email from Till, let us know who else he's targeting. Yeah. <laughs> this, this new campaign he's got. It seems like he's and targeting everyone. I also want to know, yeah, in what Venn diagram do we... <laughs> meet <laughs> at what point exactly. does your <laughs> youtube channel and our podcast meet in the same category of people he needs to contact i yeah. know there must be a spreadsheet of somewhere yeah. where everyone on you know linked him with a certain title in, in their name or something i don't know how yeah. we can't you know we both got on that email <laughs> or it could be because i was like oh, i've got this friend ben marriott i went to school with you should really just speak to him that's the guy you should speak <laughs> oh, yeah, to that's yeah. why <laughs> damn you tim <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I think I think what you were saying before about making that leap into having this be your sole mm. thing that you do, it, it's, it's something that a lot of small business owners go through because mm. they go, I have this job, I want to do this thing. At some point, I need to stop doing the job and do the thing. Mm. Um, and it's it's not easy to do. And I think doing what you did was quite smart. You know, you save up this buffer. Mm. And I really liked what you said about, you know, if you have that scarcity, you're going to take anything. And then it's just a cycle from that true. point. It's And I've seen people, especially in industries where you're freelancing jobs and even in the accounting industry, you know, if, if you're trying to take on every job that's coming towards you, then you end up going to hate what you're doing because you're doing these things you're not um, passionate about. True. Um, so I think, yeah, that's that's some really good advice. Yeah, exactly. that's ma that's massive advice. Um, and I, yeah, and I do want to uh, like expand on that a little bit with because when I went into freelance into making YouTube videos, mm -hmm. that was a very very low risk thing. Like I wasn't turning back on a client saying, "Hey, I'm," um, or you know, a position where I say, "Hey, I am." Um, what's it called? You're not retiring. You're not redundant. You put in you <laughs> yeah. resign. You're not yeah. res you, when you yeah. resign. Yeah, it's, it's not like hey. I'm not burning a bridge, but you know, yeah. it's not mm. as firm as closing a door. It's yes. you tell the clients, um, you know, well, you know, you just don't take, you say, oh, I'm, I'm not available for this time period yeah. where you're working on YouTube stuff. And really what I did was, uh, because in freelancing, you have a lot of weeks where you're not working. And yeah. normally I'd work on personal projects, but this cool. year I thought, you know, 2019 is going to be my year where my personal project this year is making YouTube videos. Awesome. Yeah. So I, so with, if I had a month where I would, didn't get any work, I'd make eight videos and then I'd have one month hired awesome. by a company and those videos would, um, you it's know, amazing. Yeah. I can release them. So I spent all my time not working on freelance work, working on YouTube until it became um, a thing where uh, this is you know, not necessarily more profitable than um, mm. what I was doing before, but I thought, you know, the um, the opportunity cost of, you know, yeah. taking on client work became more negative to the growth of the YouTube channel, which yeah. I could, could see, nice. well, this is a, I could, this is like a, a chance where this could really, 
you know, change, you know, like my career and how I work for, yeah. you know, a long time if I invest in this. And if it goes wrong, I just, you know, say, oh, I'm available for freelance work again. And yeah. ease back into that. There's, you know, very low risk. I know Richard Branson has a quote where he, or a story of he, when he started Virgin Airlines, he bought, um, he bought a, an airplane, his first jet that he could, um, with a deal that he could refund it at the end of the year. Like he could sell it back <laughs> if, the, if it wasn't successful. That's so great. Having a backdoor is, yeah. you know, a, like a backup it. plan is, is good. I like it. I like it. Um, so you've got a back door on the bat and you had a back door on your <laughs> YouTube, <laughs> YouTube exactly. plan as well. <laughs> now that's cool. I love that you use a Richard Branson quote as mm. well from the motherland. So Exactly. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> got, to, got, to, got to show homage there. Yeah. Respect where it's due. <laughs> so um, I guess something that I'm quite interested in is you know, being a, a, a YouTuber, as you put it, you know, you, you YouTube sensation that Tim says. Yes. Um, <laughs> It's, it's interesting to me in recent years, and obviously, as you said, YouTube's been around for a long time, but I do feel like it's, it's more recently that the ability of someone to become a YouTuber as a job is, is new. Um, and it's interesting because, um, yeah, you know, you're the only person I know personally Mm. that does it obviously i know of lots of youtube people i kind of feel like it's a generational thing too i mean like there's a lot of young generations getting into yeah. youtubing a lot of younger people actually see that as their future career mm. so uh, i'm interested to see in in how it actually works you know what, what's the mechanics of it a little yeah. bit uh, you know so i'm assuming your business model as such is that youtube has ads and and the creators of the content get a portion of those ads is that most of the revenue or, or are you also selling your own sponsored content are you looking at doing other things like courses. courses and things like that. Yeah, definitely. I think you've got a pretty good idea of, of how mm. it works. And I think definitely, yeah, so YouTube's been around for a while. Starting in 2006, they're still mm. very new as an industry goes. Yeah. Like, but it has become enormous. Like, mm. like the app industry for mobile phones was, you know, the first iPhone came out in 2008. Now that's yeah. a multi-billion, billion dollar industry yeah. where these things have exploded. And I think yeah, certainly it's a generational thing with a lot of, you know, because young people, it's now, it's not, it wasn't a viable career option for people no. born <laughs> for, yeah. for the baby boomers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I think, yeah, a lot of people see it as, you know, that's a job, you know, they want to see, like, I think kindergartners now say that's their ideal job as a YouTuber yeah. sure. rather than astronaut. Yeah. And it makes sense because just, they just want to make fun videos online and be independent. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah, it comes with the less baggage of, you know, being, you know, you know, a famous actor or something like that. Yeah. Like, you get recognized on the street. Do you get recognized? Um, I No, I've never been recognized outside of a, a conference that where okay. I was speaking. Okay. So yeah. that's kind of cheating. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> yeah, I know what you I'm waiting for the day. I've got signed photos and a <laughs> yeah, got headshots. Ready. <laughs> yes. No, I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be any risk of... <laughs> <laughs> but the first day it ever does happen though you'll be like over the moon you'll give them whatever they want <laughs> you're like oh, let's yeah, go have dinner sure. let's have a coffee or something <laughs> <Exactly>. like yeah <laughs> yeah like i'll be with my wife so pull up a chair pull up a chair yeah. <laughs> so, honey would you mind getting us some drinks yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah but yeah. yeah so the you have to get into weeds of all the details of how it works so ad revenue is probably the most common one yep. um and that's a relatively new thing um, youtube didn't introduce that until i think probably five years or something like that mm, it wow. wasn't straight away so yeah. at the beginning you couldn't make money off it really unless you were getting it from outside sources yeah, right. so yeah you the google shows ad adsense uh, like you see on the side of you know google search history or your search um, page yep. um they show ads i get paid for the amount of you know like a certain rate based on how many thousand um 
the thousand ads are shown, which is your RPM, which is your rate yeah, per right. uh, melee. And that differs from content to content, like, because yep. this is how much advertisers are willing to pay to get in front of that audience. Mm, right. uh, my niche in animation, motion design is, does relatively well because it's mainly sort of kind of tech focused. It's people yeah. watching mm. it are the, you know, professionals or people yep. wanting to learn in their career. Like video mm. game videos get paid much less because mm. uh, the audience is younger, they don't have as much disposable income, True. that kind of thing. But something like the biggest niche is like, um, like finance. Like, really? so yeah, you're in a good, good market to be in. Hey, like, so right. I know I get oh, like, it's roughly like $4 is my, what I actually see after per thousand people that watch an ad on my channel or wow. per view, essentially there's loads of different metrics, but yeah. big finance YouTubers can get $30 for you know, my $4 and it can go as low as, you know, 50 cents to $1. So, and like, I'd say I've, you know, my niche is in a higher percentile than, um, than the average. Yeah, wow. but some people go get enormous, enormous amounts of money for the ads. That's Damn, fascinating. Um, we could be getting rich. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm rich with happiness. Yeah, yeah, that is the vast minority of channels. Like channels that make a living on like ad income alone is not very many. You have yeah. to be getting in the millions of millions of views consistently wow. Wow. and or be in one of those high income, those high, um, high paying niches. Mm. Wow. So I think your yeah, ad revenue for me is, I think, um, I have my spreadsheet here. Is, <laughs> Love it. Um, like ele <laughs> roughly 11.52% of, of, you know, okay. I oh see. I would have. I would have assumed that would be much higher. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I, I, for some reason, assumed the ad revenue was going to be like over fifty percent at least. Mm, there you go. Wow. No, that's yeah. fascinating. I, and that's because I think most people like to make, you know, to monetize it efficiently. You have to mm. go outside outside of that. And yeah. It's not just because the pay isn't as good. It's because it's inconsistent. Like yeah. your videos don't get that many views that yeah. month. You don't get paid. Yeah. If they change the algorithm to not favor your content, you don't get paid. They yeah. bring results in like uh, copper or CEO PPA they released uh, last year, which means you can't add monetized content on children's content. So if you're making children's videos, you just, your salary is zero. Zero now. Wow. So if you're making, if you're like, you know, there's lots of people making the wiggles like content, like yeah. dancing yeah. songs for kids, they were making a ton of money. Really? And then they introduced this policy, all gone. Wow. So, so you, it is a, a f you're fickle. It's dangerous to have you know all of your true. eggs in the one basket of mm. this is one corporation that can change the algorithm on a dime, and they that's true. You know, a thousand people in the animation niche complaining to them is you know that's you know you know beast to a giant. That's like nothing compared. To, they that's wow. not going to worry them. They've yeah, got, yeah, you know, yeah. So is that a pretty early learning of yours, or was that um, surprising for you when you when you were getting into the YouTubing? Not so much. I was kind of aware of that when I started because there's a long time before you can actually get monetized. You have to reach yeah. a certain threshold. You yeah. have to have over 4,000 hours of watch time and have over 1,000 subscribers before you're eligible to be monetized on YouTube. Wow. So for the first you know, four or five months, I, was doing, I wasn't getting, receiving any money from it at yeah. all. I yeah. think I did one sponsored video in that time and that was for $500. That was mm, you yeah, know, wow. all the income I earned on YouTube um, for the first five months. Yeah. Um, so I was aware of um, this stuff. I knew that, okay. And I, they, honestly, the ad revenue now to me, it's like, I'm surprising that that's grown as much as it has. Cause in the wow. beginning it was, you know, one, $2 a day, something yeah, like that. Wow. Wow. And yeah, now, now it's much, you know, 
but more than that, nothing that I could really live off, really. Just yeah. a little bonus. Early on, I need to diversify yeah. things if I can to be able to sustain this so I can spend all my time making more videos and yeah, nice. sharing more stuff with people. Yeah, so nice. if if not from ad revenue, then then where is the source of revenue then? Mm. So um, the two biggest ones uh, is a course I sell. So I did a, um, I sell a course teaching people how to animate uh, frame by frame animation. Mm -hmm. And I did that in a partnership with another, with a, a company that does that. They sell online courses. So they get, cool. you know, people from the industry to teach them a course. And course, you know, yeah. I, I, have a, I get a cut of that. Nice. So that launched in February this year. So that nice. was, you know, when that first launched, that was the first, you know, big windfall. Like, oh, wow, this is, you know, this could be, you know, a, a good income if I can, you know, do yep. these, you know, can sort of consistently. This is mm -hmm. a way to way to way to make money. Yeah, nice. and the other, and that accounts for about you know forty percent of the income, and the other forty percent comes from uh, sponsors. So that's um, cool. sponsors on the video. Essentially, you know, I get an email saying, "Hey, um, how, we'll give you this amount of money to talk about our product for thirty seconds wow. in the video, wow. um, or you know, something along those lines." So that's you know, yeah. a paid one-off, you know, advertisement in one yep. of my videos. I'm yeah, guessing you're not going to take on any sponsor like asbestos or anything like that or cigarettes. Well, actually, <laughs> big asbestos. This podcast is brought to you by Asbestorama for all your needs. Um, Love it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I have to ch turn down way more than, um, you know, uh, I, get, I get offered mainly because, you know, everyone, you know, comes in. There's lots of dodgy, not even just dodgy products, like bad products. Uh, yeah, sure. People that like... I know I, I've got a use of this from working in design and illustration and animation that what people expect something to cost and what it actually costs is, is different. Like yeah. other people, I'll, will you animate my intro? I want it to be 20 seconds, do all this. I have $5 budget. And it's like, <laughs> I'm, yeah. you know, I'm used to that. I can, you know, I've applied to client template on my email that you know, yeah. <laughs> nice. ad address those. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. And then I have uh, the, the remaining 3.49% uh, <laughs> income is from miscellaneous stuff where I do like speaking fees at a conference and affiliate yeah. income from products I recommend, stuff like that. I feel yeah. like that's really cool, the speaking one. Like that, that, that could potentially be a big, big ticket item in the future. Um, what, what are your plans moving forward? Like how do you see this mix in say two, three, five years time? Um, definitely what... I would like to do my plan now is I'm making it like another course that's, you know, a lot bigger that I'm going to, you know, try to you know, create a platform of my own, like using other platforms, but mm. I want, you know, my website to be where you come and you can learn how to animate from me and from people I know where I, you know, run a course with them because cool. there's only, there's a certain amount of information that I know about animation. Like I don't touch um, 3d animation really at all. That's, sure. you know, out of my wheelhouse, but I have lots of friends that are really good at that. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe teaming up and then we can sell a course, uh, you know, together and making that more of a, um, a part of the business. So that's awesome. what, you know, my main plans are. And then I think, you know, keep on, you know, doing the same weekly content on YouTube, which hopefully grows that audience, which is, you know, more eyes yeah. on the channel. So I assume, you know, ad revenue will continue to go up as that audience goes up mm. and then the sponsors will continue to come in. But I'll be less reliant on them if I'm, you know, selling products of, of my own that I'm in, complete control of yeah that's awesome that's really cool so one thing that we ask people as well um have you made any mistakes along the way that you that you can clearly see that like okay yeah this was a misstep um, um i definitely one of the benefits of doing content weekly is that 
you can make a lot of mistakes and, <laughs> there's, and there's a new video coming out next week. So yeah, nice. you don't need to stress about it too much. Nice. That's, and I think like treating my upload schedule a bit like really strict, like a business means that I get less worried. Like if I work really hard on something and you know, you post it and it doesn't get the attention, like you, I would do on Instagram and you know, on Instagram, you post something, you have 12 hours and if, it doesn't, you know, make yeah. it before then. No one's ever going to see it again <laughs> on your page and scroll down. Like it's good attitude but on YouTube, you get a lot of people searching for it. They could, you know, people still watching my video I uploaded, mm. and, you know, 18 months ago. Yeah. And they're still, you know, making, you know, getting views and, you know, yeah. teaching people how to do stuff and hopefully making me money. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, being able to, if a video doesn't do well, like I've done lots of videos and I thought this one, this one's going to be the biggest ever. <laughs> and then it's the, what, it gets no views. And YouTube right. isn't shy about telling you like their backend, the analytics of YouTube for <laughs> creators is they, cause they want you like, Hey, this video is not doing well. But how'd you mess that up? Like, <laughs> this is getting people watching it less. This, this is 10 ranked 10th in your last 10 uploads. And you see like, Oh no, like, like they, like, cause they, so they want you to like, you know, because they, they want you to, they crack the whip out, make yeah. more content for our channel. <laughs> they take half the revenue. That's another yeah. thing for the ad, ad revenue. They, their share is 50% of that. Yeah. So wow. You, you know, they, they take all. So they want you to make more views to get yeah. more stuff. Yeah. So yeah. something, yeah, lots of like, not little mistakes that I made that are more specific, technical to, oh, yeah. this is how I should shape and change my videos over time. Yeah. That doesn't mean something crazily drastic that I've really, you know, I think it's a good attitude you have anyway that, yeah, you're going to make mistakes, but that's okay. Just learn from it and do something better next week. Yeah, um, exactly. I that's, think that's the best attitude to have. The yeah. best way to, to make, you know, a best, a really good YouTube video is to make 50 bad ones. Yeah. Like, you're going to learn so much quicker doing that than sitting down and planning and spending that time. No, I'm going to create all this good stuff. Yes. Mm. Whereas, you know, if you just make stuff, you're like, oh, that didn't work. This worked. And then you already got a better option for the next time. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. And be consistent and be yourself. I mean, be authentic and yeah. I mean, you've got obviously a skill set that people people love to watch and enjoy what you create. So that, that's very helpful also. <laughs> <laughs> that does help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about highlights? Are there any highlights over the journey? I mean, you mentioned you incorporated uh, this year oh, in yes. August. Oh, I wouldn't say that was a highlight. Oh, that's come a, on. That's a, that's a massive <laughs> highlight. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, no, like now that, yeah, now that I, I do have, you know, I have a payroll and I have staff and I have to pay myself <laughs> and all those things that's very complicated. <laughs> Not that complicated. I wish I've been listening to a bunch of episodes that you did recently. I'm like, these are exactly the questions. I, sh I finally had a list of that podcast a month earlier. I'm stressing like, how do I even phrase this to my account? Like, how do I pay myself? I'm going to sound like an idiot. I was like, they explained it perfectly. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> I know. I worry that my guys are going to judge me. Like, no, and they were very helpful. Uh, that's great. Uh, but yeah, now I have, um, yeah. So that, that, that was tricky. There was lots of trips to the bank and signing forms. Yeah, and sure. Yeah. I'm glad that's kind of behind me, but <laughs> now it's fine. Now I, you know, yeah. I can pay myself. Now I get that fortnightly paycheck. Yes. Promotion next. next month. Yeah. <laughs> Hope those dividends. Yeah, maybe even get some profit share. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, that's great. That's great. That's Were there other highlights? Like, um, mm, definitely. Yeah. One highlight was I released a big collaborative project uh, this year and I'm planning to do that annually every year. And cool. I call that Project Manticore. And yes. is, I released it, it was called yeah, Lots of Love. So yes. it was with 60 animators. So I emailed 60 of you know my 
animating friends who are really good and a lot who I hadn't known who I've just, you know, managed to meet uh, in the industry and said, like, let's all animate something on the same theme and yep. let's publish it together and make a big splash about it. And I mainly did that because one of the weaknesses of, you know, in my career and, you know, lifestyle now being a YouTuber is because I have to do something once a week. I can't put a lot of time and effort into that because I don't have the time. Something else yeah. needs to be done. I can't make a really long animation that says mm, something sure. more than me making something that kind of looks cool in order for me to explain a process. Yeah. So this was a way to like, well, let's all work together on something and we can make some big thing uh, together. So, that and that nice. was really, really great. I, that was a great response to that. And I'm working on the, the brief for next year's one as well yeah. at the moment. So nice, that's, that's cool. Awesome. That's really cool. How'd you come up with the name Manticore? Uh, well, uh, that is because I've learned that code names, are, it's really cool to have a code name on your project because it can help keep you motivated when you see a really badass name in your project, like, um, in your file explorer. Um, nice. And Manticore, like, um, for reference, my starting the YouTube channel, that was called Project Hades. So, <laughs> so I, I'd already taken the coolest one there is. And Manticore, because it's a combination of, um, you know, lion, scorpion, um, and about all sorts, all sorts of funky animals. <laughs> so it's like bringing together animators of all different styles to create one beast. Nice. That's such that, a cool idea. Like we it. need to code name everything code we do. Name. Yeah. Yes. And then that was something that I could have. And there's practical reasons is that I could have when, you know, because I was really seeing it annually, people could be talking about it. Yeah. Rather than it's giving a name to something rather than the Ben Mary collaboration. Yes. This yeah. Year. yeah. It's like, oh, we've got looking forward to Manticore 2021 yeah. kind of a thing that people sick. kind of want to say. And, you know, That's so good. kind of fun. And also, it means that I didn't have to, yeah, also the people involved could speak about it to each other. Yeah. Because I haven't, because it take, they take six months to produce. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, people talking about, hey, this, the joint collab animation, I, you know, I'm late for my yeah. submission for it. Yeah. Wow. Cause I don't want to name it six months ahead of time. It took a long time to come up with the actual name. So yeah, this is, right. I can offset actually titling it something and you know, that's giving awesome. it a fun name. That seems good. That's I mean, cool. who do you bounce these ideas off to, to come up with all this, this cool stuff? Um, a lot of stuff is um, like a lot of, you know, just people, friends I know, yeah. like my wife is enormous help to me. She, yeah. and she works in the business as well. So this yeah, is both awesome. her full-time job. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah, I have a, a business friend called uh, James, James Daly. Shout out to him. He's my, yeah. you know, we have, you know, regular meetups where we talk about our business adventures awesome. and, you know, what we can do to, you know, you know, like what new things are we planning? What are good ideas? What yeah. are bad ideas? Cause yeah, especially like now, there's like not a lot of my friends at YouTube. It's like, I know mm, a lot of motion yeah. design animator friends, yeah. but my problems aren't the same as my peers as yeah. they were a few years ago. So it's yeah. harder to find more people that, you know, I, you know, can bounce ideas off. But yeah, sure. th those are two people that I are particularly um, helpful at the moment, but like really anyone, I'll, anyone yeah. I'm speaking to, I'm like, is this a good idea for a video? Would you click on that? Is that, is that too dumb? <laughs> is that too clickbaity? Is that not clickbaity enough? How do, we, how do we balance this? I love it. I love it. I think that's one of the hardest things in, in, in business of any sort. Yeah. Is, is that sometimes you're by yourself and you can't um, bounce ideas. Yeah. It can be quite else. lonely for some people. So I yeah. think yeah, ha having a group of people you can turn to and ask the question, yeah. is this mm. dumb? That's cool. Is yeah, very exactly. helpful. Yeah. yeah Cause exactly. I was going to say, if you came out with all that by yourself, that is just yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, look, um, I'm not giving them credit. They just, they, just, they just said, yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> yes, that's a great idea. You're so creative. Yeah, but, yeah. but one of the even big benefits of having, you know, someone you can, people you can talk to about that is even 
as soon as you're saying it, sometimes you know it sounds bad. As soon as it comes out of your mouth, mm. they don't even need to respond. Mm. Sometimes I tell people like, hey, I just need to say my idea for a few minutes and <laughs> yeah. don't respond at all because I may be in too much of a fragile mood to hear criticism, but yeah. I just need to say it and then I'll go and criticize it privately. That's great. That is great. I love That's it. That's classic. Um, all so, right. Well, yeah, I think I have, you have another question. I do. I do have a final question. So... Um, there is a wonderful um, artwork which I have of yours on my wall at home. Uh, oh, it's, yes. it's the it's a clock with no face. That uh, <gasps> yes, you yeah. remember that? I remember. Yeah, I remember that one. That was great. That was my first solo show. I can't remember the title of that one. Oh, it was probably something deep and poetic. That was my mm. style yeah. of the time. A clock really. with no face. Would it be written on there? Or I don't. Th- I don't think there's a. No, anything. probably not. No. But I'll, I'll be able to find it because uh, yeah. I'll be able. I'll be able to pull that up. Maybe later. Maybe during the. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe during my prepared quiz. Can, uh, <laughs> uh, yes. yes. All right. Let's get into that. Uh, I was just going to ask you. Um, at what point uh, of subscribers on YouTube should I look at selling that potentially? <laughs> Tim, you're going to have to hold hold on to that as long as you can, as long as you're willing. Like, as long as you, yeah, as long as you're. You know, well, as long as you're willing to pay for it, look, it's only going to go up from here. This is going. Uh, uh, look. I love it on my wall. So, mm. it would take yeah. a very big offer. <laughs> it's priceless. Oh. <laughs> that is a priceless piece of art. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Excellent. I'm so pleased. I didn't realize, you, yeah, you still had that on your wall. And Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Well, <laughs> thanks, you know, I'm, 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 I'm honored. I'm <laughs> glad it has a good home. I rarely get to make physical stuff these days. Yeah, so. right. You should do more. You should do more. Oh, don't worry. I've got big plans. Over the Christmas break, ordered a big haul of art supplies. Nice. I'm getting, getting my hands messy again. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, I'll have to put it in an order. <laughs> yeah, we should get some for the office. We absolutely should. We absolutely should. Marriott might be out of our, He might be out of our price range now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only problem. Yeah. yeah. You can email my people. <laughs> I've got. I can send you that polite decline. <laughs> yeah. Direct. Well, direct. Um, we'll exchange something accounting-wise that you that you see of low value equal to the artwork that we see of low value. And then, <laughs> and <that> like, <laughs> Perfect. Both actually being high value. Yes, that's right. That's my point. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, All right. Well, uh, we'll get on to your quiz now, I think, yeah. Mary. Because I, I think w- w- what you said before we started is that you've decided to come up with a little quiz for us to see who might be the better accountant. Exactly. So, I've done that because yeah. I figured, hey, I need to come in showing that I'm not just some artsy, fartsy lad here. I know yeah. I know about business and accounting. I, <laughs> Love I run the numbers. Yeah. I have a, Potentially I have more a than us. Yeah. Who knows I mean, what these questions are going to be? I'm quite concerned here. I yeah. mean, I gave you those nice comments just there so that you would favor me as yeah. the greater accountant. Um, well, but. we'll see. So, this is there's five questions. Mm. Five questions. Are, are they all um, tax-based or...? You'll see. They, they covered the okay. broad range of uh, accounting as I understand it. Okay. Awesome. And yeah. I have sources. Uh, so, is it a, a first person to answer situation yeah, here? Yeah. How are we running this quiz? No, Should well, we shout our name? or c- certain, certain questions. Um, uh, I'll, well, I'll take turns. But I think, um, let's say you both have to have different answers. Let's see. Well, you, okay. It, w- right. it won't be as big of a deal as I'm making it now. All right. Okay. okay so okay. the first question. So these should be obvious. All right. Okay. So the first question, this comes from my sources from Wikipedia. And this is from the um, entry titled accountant last edited on 6th of September, 2020. So fairly yep. recent. So, okay. you yep. know, I don't know if there's big changes. Uh, so, so I need to, there's, this is a two part answer. So yep. this is okay. an accountant. Uh, don't shut out. An accountant is the practitioner is a practitioner of blank or blank. 
So there are two <laughs> options to describe what account what an accountant is a practitioner of. There's one point for each correct answer. Um, and I'll, let you, I'll take turns. Um, whoever first has an answer can suggest one. An accountant is a practitioner of... Blank, blank. or blank. Um, I'm going to say... <clears throat> I know one, I think. Advice, I think, would be one. Okay. Dan, do you have one to... <sighs> Taxation? Both wrong. Oh. Both wrong. Okay. We're not accountants. Okay. They're both, they both, both start with A. And I think you may be thinking too, you're straying too far, the, too far from the tree. These apples aren't falling. <laughs> An accountant is a practitioner of blank or blank. I'll give you one response more each before. Okay. Otherwise okay. The is going to go for 40 minutes. So, so it's more broad, I'm guessing, um, than uh, what we're saying. Accounting. Accounting is one. Oh. Accounting <laughs> is a practitioner of accounting or, and there's one left, Dan. I'd say the bell's ringing. Um... <laughs> if an accountant isn't a practitioner of accounting, audit, <laughs> auditing? Close. No, I'm going to get this. Tim wins this point. It no. is, um, do you have another guess, Tim? Uh, actuary? No. An accountant is a practitioner of accounting or accountancy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Oh, so I got right, both so, answers right with one. Yeah, so, so we, we know the you level of questions now. So yeah, I think we're... still get yeah. one point. Now, All right, now this one nil. Question two. This one comes from 10 facts about accountants we bet you didn't know from oh. books.com. I also that's, bet we don't know. That's a reputable source. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So <laughs> this is which celebrity studied accounting? This is multiple choice. Is it A, Mick Jagger? B, Mickey Mantle, played for the Yankees? C, Mick Malloy? Or D, Michelangelo? Uh, I'm going to answer Mick Malloy. First Tim, of all, why are they all Mick? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it'd be a fun sort of consistency. Uh, who did you say? Mick Malloy. Uh, I was going to say Mick Malloy. So, um, I guess we could say the but same you can't. answer. Something no, else. No, I want different answers. Uh, Michelangelo it is then. Uh, no, it was Mick Jagger. Damn it. <laughs> Still Tim leads with one. Okay, now this question comes from 10 totally random but interesting facts about accounting from <laughs> nsba.com. Now this one, it's a year. So, and whoever gets the closest to the year wins. Okay. So, the New York first CPA exam. Okay. So, the first CPA exam in New York was in what year? Ooh, American uh, accounting. Yeah, and a proper mm. exam as well. It's not just like becoming an accountant was like an apprenticeship or something. It's like the actual body. Okay. Um, all right. I think I'm ready to hazard a guess. You go first. Uh 1895. Dan? I thought it was much later than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've gone the outlier. Yeah, okay. Now, there's a, now, there's a benefit of going second because, you know, if you, you can say... Yeah. Dan you know, could just what, say 1896 uh, no, or 1894. I, I, I'm going I'm to give you a little bit of leeway here. I'm going to say right. 1910. So, I get everything above and halfway <laughs> between the two. <laughs> it, it is 1986. Yes. Oh, I was way off. Yeah, I thought it was, I was going to say no, like on, 1960s. On, on. Sorry. Did I, what did I say? 1986. Okay, sorry, it is 1896. Yes. Tim, what year did you say? Uh, Tim was off. 1895. Did you? Yeah, you were off by one. That's <laughs> that incredible. Bullshit. Woo. How did Tim you guess was, that? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm a CPA at heart then. Yeah. So that's two points for Tim. Uh, I'm undefeatable Question. at this point. Now, question four comes from a different source. This is 10 
totally random but interesting accounting facts from a different website, not 10 totally random but interesting facts about accounting. Who knew there was so many 10 facts about accounting? There's a lot. I'm assuming they're they're all different too. Oh, they're not. They're not. They all repeat the same nine and then add a new one for flavor. Okay, so I'm going to let Dan answer this one first. Yeah, okay. Um, But so this is what date of the year is International Accounting Day? And whoever's the closest wins again. One point for this one. International Accounting Day. I mean, it's not something that I get many calls about. Not many people (laughs) are are, are telling me, oh, happy Accounting Day, Dan. No one's ever thanked me on International Accounting Day. No one's ever thanked me full stop. Dan, I just wanted to give you a call just to say, (laughs) I just wanted to give you a call just to appreciate you today to say thanks for all the hard work you do on Accountants Day. That's never never happened. happened. Um, Uh, I'm going to say... Well, we're educating the public. Yeah, we are. I'm going to say it is... June 30, because whatever Ooh. Tim says, I get the other half the year. Oh, you, you <laughs> bastard. Uh, oh, no, well, it, well, the, the year rolls over. Like, January 1st will be closer to December 30th than it will be to... Yeah, yeah exactly 6th. right. Exactly right. Okay. So it's only days between. So, I'm thinking February 29th, thought- because I just think that's like a weird, a weird date that only happens every four years. So It is... Okay. Um, are you still sticking with your June? Yes. It is November 10th. Uh, well, you're going to have to do the math on that one. <laughs> I, I believe I'm I think you're that. closer. Yeah. I believe I'm in What's that? June, that's July, August, halfway. September, October. Yeah, I'm four months away. You're only like three, two months away. Yeah. Well done. So Tim's on three. I am the greatest accountant alive. I'd like to say that is- also, apart from accountancy, we actually haven't got one right. <laughs> Just being closer. Hey, it's still, it still counts. Good is better yeah. than perfect, Dan. Yeah. All right. Shut up. Okay. Now, the fifth one, this is for four points. So, all right. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who knew the last question? One's for all of it. <laughs> it <was> for four <laughs> points. Who would have planned this? Ed? Got to keep them on their seats. I feel a bit upset about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd have amassed a lead earlier, Tim, this yeah. wouldn't have been an issue. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. So this is another close, closest to. This comes from 15 flabbergasting facts about accounting oh. industry. Now, I'm going to see if you find this flabbergasting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this you want to get the, this is the number of, in 2014, <laughs> this might date this article a bit, um, accountants and auditors filled out how many positions? And now I'm assuming this is in the US. So how many auditors and accountants um, were there in America in, 20, in 2014? Oh my God. That is also really hard. I'm going to say, I'm going to say. It depends how broadly they count account, what, what an accountant is as well. I mean, would, would a financial and co- and controller Accountant and, and auditors as well. Is this just public practice or is this financial controllers and or is it people who are registered with, say, the CPA but might not practice publicly? I think anyone who identifies as an accountant or auditor. <laughs> I like, identify. I have no actual experience or skills or knowledge, but I identify with accountants. I, mean, I assume who would put that on a form? Yeah, <laughs> on okay. who would okay. say, I'm an accountant. Yeah, true, true, true. When you're leaving the country, they're like, what yeah. occupation are you? Accountant. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say, I reckon it's one in 20 people. This is my logic. One in 20 people in America has how much population? It's like 250 million so if we divide that by about 20... It's 350 million now. 
Okay, 300 sure. Back in 2014, Roughly. it would have been about 300. But a lot less. Three people at least. Yeah. yeah. So if I just do some quick math. Yeah, so far. By <laughs> 20. I think it's about uh, 15 million. Dan, do you, do you think there's... <laughs> What do you think? How many accounts do you think that's so dubious? Here's what I'm annoyed about. I think Tim's method of getting there is wildly inaccurate, but I think he's fairly close. <laughs> hey, doesn't matter how you get there, Dan. As long as you get there. I think there are five percent of the population. Yeah, our accountants. That's a lot, I suppose. Uh, okay, it's I, high. It's high. It's high. I, I'm going to say one million. Mm, seems low. Seems low to me. There is 1.3 million. Damn it! For four <laughs> points, Tim! <laughs> I, I thought that was really high. <laughs> well, I mean, it could have been 15 million. Yeah. Maybe that's in the world. Sorry, I was doing the world. I, uh, I, didn't, think, I didn't know it was America. Yeah, he was doing the world, but he was calculating it based on US percentages <laughs> and, and, and population well, rates. America is the world, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> of course. And look, I'm just going to read another sentence from this fact. And let me know if you think this belongs in 15 flabbergasted. Yeah, I'm not flabbergasted about that. <laughs> okay. Accounting and related services top of the list, employing 26% of accountants. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, that is a flabbergasting fact about accounting. That industry. is such accountants, a Accounting employs accountants. Yeah, accounting employs only 26% of accountants. <laughs> that is <laughs> such a flabbergasting all, fact. All oh. the rest of rogues, just cowboys <laughs> out in the world, just accounting from town to town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Street accountants. <laughs> yeah. Street accountants. Well, hopefully, uh, uh, well, look, hopefully there aren't too many YouTube uh, accountants because you've given us some great insight today, Ben. And uh, I really ben. appreciate it. Marriott. Yeah, I was going to say, Tim, you can't switch at the end here. You've been calling him Marriott the whole way through. Look, I'm going to just say whatever yeah. I want, all right? Okay. I, I won that quiz. Yeah. You got a bogus four points at the end. <laughs> I just oh, muted, Tim. Well, congrats. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Congratulations, Dan, on your, on your winning. On your victory. Thank you. Proved Thank you. the superior accountant, the most knowledgeable. No, I appreciate that. The, 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 there's an email coming through. I'm obviously not the best at uh, muting my computer before I start this, but uh, that's fine. You're the worst. Uh, anyway, thanks for coming on today, yeah. Mario. It was great to talk about your business, talk about why you're in it, what's happened, um, the things that you've done, and, and just how your industry actually works. So, yeah. uh, it's been really fascinating. I'm sure everyone listening will also find it equally as fascinating and, and learn a few lessons from it. Yeah, I look, I, I loved hearing about it. Uh, I know uh, we haven't had a lot of chance to catch up lately, Marriott. So, uh, but hopefully I can catch you for a beer over Christmas and, and hear more about your plans for the future as well. Absolutely. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me on, guys. It was, it was a pleasure. It was a fun. We laughed. We learned. We all, you know, <laughs> we had fun. Yeah. And that's, yeah. The real accounting was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Absolutely. Very right. All right. Well, all um, right. Well, I guess we should end it on, uh, you know, we'll, we'll calculate Calculator. it. Calculate it.